0: Section 92 of Curiosities of Street Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Ruhi Huck. Curiosities of Street Literature by Various. Division 4, Part 27. The Execution of Five Pirates. The execution of five pirates for murder which took place on monday february twenty second at the old bailey this morning monday february twenty second eighteen sixty four will long be remembered by the inhabitants of the city of london as one of the most remarkable in the annals of hanging by the execution of five foreign sailors viz john lyons francisco bianco mauricio durana marcus water miguel lopez alias joseph chances alias the catalan for the wilful murder of george smith upon the high seas the attendance of persons to witness the execution was enormous being greater than was ever remembered by the oldest inhabitant in the city and was much of the same class as usually attend these exhibitions with the addition of a fair sprinkling of seafaring men the prisoners have been very assiduously attended by the worthy priests of the catholic persuasion to which creed the prisoners belong and they had been brought to a full knowledge of the enormity of the crimes which they had committed and to such a state of religious feeling they had been brought that they all fully acknowledged the share each one took in a horrible crime and recognized the justice of their punishment the sheriffs with their usual attendants arrived at a very early hour at the prison and immediately visited the various criminals in their cells the worthy priests who had been attending the criminals since their condemnation was in the prison the whole night and were early in their attendance on the unhappy criminals after the usual formalities had been gone through of demanding the bodies of the prisoners into their custody the executioner with his assistance commenced pinioning the prisoners which operation was quickly performed considering the number of prisoners the arrangements having been completed the mournful procession began to move towards the scaffold the worthy priest prayed fervently with the wretched prisoners who appeared to have been fully brought to a thorough state of penitence the prisoners ascended the scaffold in an orderly manner and directly they appeared on the drop the immense multitude gave a deep and loud groan which seemed to make some of the wretched men tremble the executioner having adjusted the fatal ropes and drawn the caps over their eyes left the platform and the priests administered the last parting words of scriptural consolation to them the signal was then given the bolts were withdrawn and the wretched murderers were launched into eternity is there not one spark of pity for five poor unhappy men doomed alas in london city on a tree their lives to end the dreadful crime which they committed on the raging stormy sea—by every one must be admitted—they each deserved to punish be five poor unhappy sailors on the drop did trembling stand and their lives did pay a forfeit for their deeds on board the flowery land sometimes at sea there's cruel usage and men to frenzy oft are drove they're always wrong by men in power and that there's many a sailor knows but those unhappy seven sailors did commit a dreadful deed killed and slaughtered sad to mention on aboard the flowery land we read great excitement through the nation this most sad affair has caused sent through the briny ocean to be tied by english laws seven tried and there convicted and sentenced each to hanged be for the dreadful murders they committed when sailing on the raging sea for two of them they did petition alas there nothing could them save sad indeed was their condition to lie side by side in a murderer's grave far away from friends and kindred they umptied on the drop did stand sad was the deed that they committed on board the fatal flowery land thousands flocked from every quarter seven unhappy men to sea sailors from distant foreign nations suspended on a dreadful tree the fatal signal soon was given the awful drop at length did fall it caused a groan it caused a shudder may god receive their guilty souls may this to sailors be a warning the dreadful sight the world did see in london that fatal morning the seven died on newgate's tree was there not a tear of pity while trembling they in death did stand to die for crimes in london city committed on the flowery land their victims they did show no mercy no time for to prepare they'd give they killed them in a barbarous manner, And though they were not fit to live, We pity to them on the gallows, Englishmen could not deny. Now, alas, their days are ended, They died on Newgate's gallow high. H. Disley Printer, 57 High Street, St. Giles. Condemnation and execution of Lay for the murder at Brighton. Mm. On Thursday, March 22nd, j w lay was indicted at the lewis's assizes for the wilful murder of mrs harton at brighton on the first of february eighteen sixty six the first witness charles hastings deposed on thursday night february first i was in the bar parlor of the jolly fisherman tavern with another person named manuel and mrs harton the landlady she was sitting near the fire the furthest from the door prisoner came into the bar with a revolver in his hand and as soon as mrs harton saw him she ran to witness for protection while coming towards witness prisoner fired the pistol at her and shot her the ball grazing the forehead of witness mrs harton fell on the shoulder of witness and asked him to save her prisoner followed her and placing the revolver within two feet of the woman's back fired again mrs harton then left the bar and ran down into the cellar witness went for a doctor stephen loveday a dyer deposed he was in the bar outside the bar parlor and saw the prisoner come prisoner fired at mrs harton who ran down the cellar steps witness followed her and found her lying half way down the stairs groaning he got her up the stairs into the back room where he left her sergeant i barndon said from information i received i went to the jolly fisherman tavern about eleven o'clock on the night of february first i saw mrs harton there wounded and in a fainting state i went out and saw the prisoner standing in the street leaning against a house near the king's road end of the market street someone told me not to go near the prisoner or he would shoot me i went towards the prisoner and said what's all this about he said stand off or i'll shoot you at the same time bringing the pistol from his breast pocket. I said, Will you? At that moment the pistol went off, and I closed with him. I must have touched his arm at the precise instant, for the ball went through my overcoat trousers, so that it just missed me. I threw him down, and several people assisted me to take him to the town hall. After the examination of several other witnesses, the prisoner's counsel addressed the jury for the defense, and the judge having summed up, the jury returned a verdict of guilty. The judge passed the usual sentence of death upon the prisoner, and he was executed this day in front of Lewis's jail, before an immense crowd of spectators, who came for many miles round. On the 1st of February, in Brighton we see, there did appear a murderer by name John William Lay. He led a dissipated life to wickedness give way. That fatal night he left his wife and he did her sister slay for this cruel murder he must die and end his days on the gallows high with a six-barrelled revolver he went on thursday night to the jolly fisherman in market street to take away the life of the landlady mrs harton he was by satan led where her husband mr harton had been ten months ill in bed he fired the fatal weapon oh twice he fired the shot his victim soon lay bleeding upon that fatal spot her husband ill ran trembling and there beheld his wife by the hand of a wicked murderer, deprived of her life. John William lay the murderer in Brighton town did dwell, a very wicked troublesome man and many knew him well. He mad with desperation if he could but had his way. The police and all around him, the murderer would slay. In the American service, a confederate he had been, though aged only twenty-eight much villainy had seen there is nothing now can save him for that atrocious deed of such an audacious scoundrel we scarcely ever read lay Le left his wife and entered the jolly fisherman he looked just like a demon with the revolver in his hand he killed his own wife's sister alas she soon lay dead and her poor afflicted husband lay consumptive in his bed he had no consideration no pity in his breast his wicked desperation caused horror and distress. Confined in Lewes dungeon for a short time, he must be. Then, for the Brighton murder, they will hang the prisoner. Lay, lay—a native was of Brighton, to the family a disgrace, by every one detested who knew him in the place. She was his own wife's sister, who perceived the fatal wound, which has caused much consternation many miles round Brighton town. See, Phillips printer market street brighton barbarous murder of a child by a schoolmistress a child murder has been committed at park horner in the parish of ham priston under circumstances of the most shocking barbarity at the coroner's inquest it was given in evidence that the child had been beaten on the head by a heavy flint stone and its tongue cut completely out at the root it was found wrapped up in another part of a drawer where the body was discovered the inquiry lasted four hours and a half and resulted in the first instance in a verdict that the child was born alive and murdered by someone. the coroner pointed out that the evidence was conclusive against emma Pitt, the national schoolmistress who was the mother of the child and he expressed his surprise that such a verdict should have been returned the jury after reconsidering their previous finding returned a verdict of willful murder against emma pitt we have read of sad and dreadful deeds of mother's cruel and unkind but in the annals of history such as this we seldom find in the parish of ham preston this deed was done we hear near to the town of wimborne in the country of Dorsetshire. this emma pitt was a schoolmistress her child she killed we see O oh, mothers did you ever hear of such barbarity with a large flint stone she beat its head when such cruelty she'd done from the tender roof of the infant's mouth she'd cut away its tongue sad and wicked cruel wretch hard was her flinty heart the infant's tongue from the body was wrapped in another part the murderess placed in a drawer and it there alas was found the news of this dreadful murder soon spread for miles around the first upon the inquest she expected to get free although she was the author of this dreadful tragedy a schoolmistress too how sad to tell well known for miles around who had many children under care in and near to Wimborne town oh what a sad example to children she did set there was never such a cruel wretch as the barbarous emma pitt she committed is for murder soon her trial will take place and if she's found guilty how sad will be her case if she has a woman's feeling she surely will go wild she in such a barbarous manner killed her tender infant child the hour is approaching the moments near at hand well before a judge and jury this monster soon must stand and if she's found guilty she her deserts will get and mothers miles round wimburn will remember Emma Pitt, H. Disley Printer, 57 High Street, St. Giles. End of section 92.